Hey, all you intrepid architects out there. If you believe design can change the world, then you've found your humans here on this show, Architecting. My name is Angela Mazzi, and I'm an architect and career coach who's figured out how to live my passion while claiming a successful architecture career and lifestyle. This show is about the architect as a person and will help you bypass the status quo traps in our profession while teaching you how to make an impact in your career. We need to stand in our power as architects and use our skills to make great places. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Hey Bright Lights, it is so great to be with you today as we continue our series exploring time. And time is a very artificial construct, as you know. It's just a way that as human beings, we have found to create structure based on what we can observe during um, a sunrise-sunset cycle and seasonal cycles but it isn't real. So today we're gonna talk about something that is real though, which is how your brain works and how you can actually leverage the way your brain works to bend space and time. The first thing I want you to do, I want you to think about a time when you had to do something last minute and you had been stumped on what you would do, then all of a sudden it just came to you. And you hadn't been prepared, but you'd been thinking about it. You would kept running into walls when you tried to solve the problem. But now at the 11th hour, you had the breakthrough. And I wanted to explore what that means because you didn't get lucky in that moment that you had the breakthrough. What was actually happening was your brain was actually beginning to do the work for you. The brain is a really fascinating organ and up until relatively recently, scientists didn't understand a whole lot about how it really worked. But with the advent of fMRI, or functional MRI technology, you can actually see what is going on in different regions of someone's brain as they ask them to solve a problem or experience different emotions. And they can understand a lot more about what each part of the brain does and how those parts work together. So... The first thing that I want you to understand about your brain, and you probably heard the term neuroplasticity, right? That there are these paths of neurons that link together, that form habits, that form beliefs, that form if-then scenarios. And this is important, right? Because our brain uses more energy than any other part of our body and It needs those shortcuts or we would be exhausted if we had to think about every step involved in getting dressed in the morning or cooking dinner. We describe them as activities that are really a bundle of steps because that's the shortcuts our brains have made. However, when we want to do creative work, those shortcuts don't serve us as well because What they actually are is repetitive loops. And repetitive loops are great when you are walking down the street. They are not good when you are trying to do something that has never been done before. 
because the loop doesn't exist. So what your brain will do is it will search for the path that is most similar to what it defines as the problem at hand, and it will say, let's solve this problem like we solved that one. And sometimes that works, but if you really want to be innovative and creative, maybe not so much. Or if you've never had an experience like the problem you're trying to solve, it can get sticky. What do we do? How do we really leverage our brains? Well, there was a study by the NIH actually last year that shows that memory retrieval, as well as the way our brain sorts sensory input is very much like a search engine. So that means the brain finds what you query. So if we can get smarter about what we ask our brain to look for and or find in the database for us, it can be a very powerful tool. And I really want to focus on the sensory input. So our five senses literally feed our brain billions of pieces of data every second, so much so that there is no way we could ever do anything with it all. So there's a brain function called sensory gating that filters the inputs. Now, how does it choose what to filter? There's something called the salience network, which is several different regions of the brain that work together and are gatekeepers. Whatever we have not told our brain to prioritize, it just deletes. So think about that. Think about all the knowledge that your senses are gathering that's being deleted because your brain didn't know it was important. So therefore, the higher level regions of the brain that deal with reasoning and problem solving don't have this information, so they can't use it to solve a problem. What I find really interesting in this, and the so what of all of this, is that you have to, one, believe that something is possible. You have to leave what the way that you think it will work open-ended. You have to actually say, find me a way to your brain. And most of us are not used to doing that. Most of us look at something and already edit out what we believe is or isn't possible. So therefore, we shut off the ways that our brain could solve a problem for us because we've decided the problem can't be solved. What I want to challenge you to do today is to take advantage of that search engine capability. Think about something that you want to do. And it can be something very basic and very simple, like I just want to find a different way to lay out this room, or I'd like to get five workspaces in this square footage, not four. You know, something pretty simple. And then don't overthink it. Don't go working on solution, 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 iterating, 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 and going, well, that doesn't work. Let me rearrange it. No, that doesn't work, and keep going like that. Instead, Look at the problem, 
test fit a few scenarios and then walk away and watch as your brain starts to bring you information that you never thought was possible because you haven't limited the query based on what you believe or think you know. You've left it open-ended. And that is a really, really powerful way that our brain works to help us be more creative with less effort. Because the amazing thing about this is that our subconscious is filtering the senses, right? These networks going on in our brains are in our subconscious mind. We can consciously be running errands. We can consciously be in a meeting for a completely different problem. And our brain will still be working on the other problem for us. It will be doing work like as if you had an assistant you gave an assignment to. So you aren't having to spend, let's say, two hours solving one problem and two hours solving another problem. In the same two hours, you're able to do twice as much or three times as much because of how much data your senses are bringing in that you're now setting your brain to filter in a different way. And a great example of this is, think about if you were shopping for a bigger purchase, like a certain kind of designer handbag, and all of a sudden you start seeing this everywhere. Ads for it, people walking around that have one, in the store window displays. Now, did there suddenly become more of this item in the world? No. It's just before you hadn't asked your brain to pay attention to that. So I know you've had this experience and imagine what it would be like if instead of a handbag, you asked your brain to filter for something that you needed to do creatively. Just try it because you will be amazed at what solutions come to you. And it's okay if those breakthroughs come through at the 11th hour. And what's important is that you trust the process. If you don't trust the process and you go back and shift into that iteration loop, what you'll find is that you're just burning hours, burning hours, burning hours. Failures to solve the problem over and over and over and over again until you feel like you've exhausted every possibility because you're just trying to use the neural paths that you already have. Use what you know works to solve a problem that isn't suited to that process. Please try this. I would love to hear how it works for you, um, what breakthroughs you've had, what aha moments, how it lets you do more work more creatively in the same amount of time. Time in our human understanding of it is very linear, but it actually doesn't work that way. It's actually a series of experiences and we can have 
we can have parallel experiences. If this was helpful for you, or if you know someone who could benefit from thinking about time differently, putting their brain to work for them, giving their subconscious mind a job instead of just letting rattle around up there using 90% of our brain activity every day without actually meaningfully serving us. Share this podcast, take a screenshot, post it on Instagram, share your experience and tag Architecting Podcast so that others can learn what you experienced as well. We would love to hear that and to support you in this community. All of this information and more is in my upcoming book, Time Builder, and it is coming out very soon. And I cannot wait for all of you to have a chance to get that book and begin putting all of this information. There is so much more than just what I am sharing on these podcasts. Really powerful stuff and a totally different way of thinking about how you manage your day that is not about using planners and it's not about to-do lists. It is truly about understanding how creativity works and the things that we can do to turn that faucet on full blast instead of limiting it to a trickle because we are closing off the valve without even realizing it. We cut off our creativity every day. So this and so much more is in the book. So take care for now and please let me know how you're doing. I would love to be of a service to you. If you'd like to have some one-on-one -on -one help with any of this, please go to architectingpodcast.com and click on the programs tab. I have a whole bunch of ways for you to work with me. Everything from a very affordable half hour planning session for your next 90 days to a transformational session to help you implement some goals over a 90 minute period, all the way to a 90 day, much more intense experience where you will actually plan with me, then go forward and start taking action and be able to touch base and get feedback. So stop over there if you think you can benefit from getting a little help, from getting someone else's perspective, from getting past your own limitations, because I know you all are doing the very best you know to do every day. You are learning, you are growing, you are evolving. But sometimes you could take a quantum leap when you just get someone else's perspective and guidance and encouragement to try a different path. I will see you all next time. Take care. Bye. Thanks for being part of this episode of Architecting. If you enjoyed the show, join our community on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn to keep up with what's in the show pipeline, including a behind-the-scenes look at my architecture lifestyle. Feel free to share your content ideas. Love to hear your feedback. 
You can also visit architectingpodcast.com to download free career content and learn about my classes, book, and coaching programs. Until next time, stay inspired. (laughs) 